Dustin Five Star here, letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts and take that subscribe button to Slap City. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We're back live from high atop Mount Moriah. Welcome to Cerrito Live. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. Join alongside, as always, C.J. Hurt. We're back after taking last week off when there was actually ice on the street last week, C.J., when we did not do a show, unlike the rest of the week. Um, school's out today, too. Another day. School's out again for the sixth consecutive day. Congratulations. No school today, kids. And I think they've already announced no school tomorrow. I do believe I'll double Did check. Hear, that. Double check. I think that's our, they're, they're, just to be safe. No school tomorrow. All right. It has been um, a hell of a week here in the city of Memphis. It was a fun night last night at FedEx Forum. We're about to jump in and talk about all of that. The return of Zebo. But uh, let me set the uh, stage here uh, for the show today. Coming up later this hour, we will be joined by Greg Akers, who joins us every month to tell us why Nashville sucks. Uh, we'll be interested to see what angle he takes uh, in the month of January 2018. Also joining us every month on the show is Jessica Benson from Local 24, and she will join us a little bit later on. She's been following the Tiger basketball team because all of a sudden, since the last time we were on, the Tigers are on a winning streak. And I don't know what is happening uh, with Tubby Smith's team, uh, but we will talk about that a little bit later on with her. And hour number two, of course, it is the wrestling hour we talk wrestling for the entire 60 minutes and uh, today we will take your phone call so if you want to get in and and talk some uh, pro wrestling is the cerrito live wire the return of our very popular segment where it's interactive we'll take your tweets your phone calls your texts because we want to hear from you if you went to monday night raw in memphis a couple weeks ago if you've been to raw in memphis ever uh what your favorite moment was and we also want to hear about um what you're looking forward to for this coming Monday. This is the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw on Monday night, and we will also preview it with our guest in the second hour, which will be uh, Coco Beware. He was in the very first match ever on Monday Night Raw. The Birdman will be with us in hour number two to talk about that experience. So we've got an action-packed show today, but we start every week with some uh, Kevin Sanity as we talk about the Memphis Grizzlies with our friend Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. Sanity. 
Good morning, Life. How are you? I'm good. I am no longer encased in a block of ice. Uh, it's good. Life is good. The city is melting, and it was a good night last night uh, for this uh, Zebo return, I think. I unfortunately was not able to be there. I was uh, working. Uh, some bingo action in Midtown, but uh, I got the vibe where I was that the city was ready to get out of the house and do something last night. So I'm assuming it was a great crowd at FedEx Forum for the return of one of the most beloved sports figures in the history of this city, Zach Randolph. Yeah, it was a good crowd last night. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the Kings are, are without a doubt the worst team in the West, maybe the worst team in the league. And so, um, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't much of a game. There wasn't a whole lot for the crowd to, to hang on to during the game. But, you know, people definitely showed up and they cheered for Zach. That's, that's, that's the story out of last night. Because what would have sucked if this game was last Friday? Because I mean, as you know, we were we were texting this time last week. We didn't do a show last Saturday because the city really was iced over on on Friday and Saturday last week, and you really um, were taking a risk just walking to your car last weekend. And so, if this game yeah. was last Friday night, it would have uh, put a damper on the festivities. So I think we were really lucky that this game fell on the schedule where it fell, uh, based on in particular the weather, which of course there was no way to forecast. Uh, that far in advance, I don't think Todd Demers and Joey Selipek have a um, 100-day forecast that we could have known back um, when the schedule came out. But uh, and you know, yeah, I was you know I was surprised that people showed up Wednesday night too because it was still some, there were still some some pretty rough spots on Wednesday. But uh, apparently Wednesday that next game had a pretty good crowd too. I, I stayed home, uh, but other people showed up. Uh, we're talking to Kevin Leip about the Grizzlies. He joins us every week. Big night at FedEx Forum last night, the return of Zebo. We have the audio from Zebo's. Uh, what do they call this? His welcome back package? What do they call this? I don't know. I've, I've, been, uh, I've been calling that a tribute video. It's tribute video. Uh, that's he, that's he's the thing. Not, that's, yeah. He's not dead. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't really know what else to call it. It is a tribute, though. It's paying tribute. So I guess it is his tribute video. Um so we got the audio to that, CJ. You got the tribute video audio pulled up. Let's listen to. Uh, so when was this? This was the end of the first quarter, right? Yeah, end of the first quarter. So end of the first. So b- before we get to that, I guess hold on one second, CJ. Before we got to that, he get he gets intro. Was there anything special leading up to this? You talked to him before the game. Um, what was the atmosphere like before we actually paid tribute to Zebo via video? Well, it was funny, you know, we kind of all went into the Kings locker room before the game. Uh, every year, the the PBWA, the professional, the Pro Basketball Writers Association, they started doing this thing where every team, like the writers for that team, pick the guy uh, who they thought deserves the award for, like, you know, easiest to work with, best access, uh, just kind of the, the, the press favorite guy every year. And the guy for last year, for 2016-17 was Zach Randolph. And, well, you know, when when he was chosen for that award, obviously nobody knew what was going to happen this year. The assumption was he would be back. And um, so we had to wait until last night to, to all show up in the locker room and present him with his award. So we show up in the King's locker room, and he's down there stuffing envelopes with tickets for will call. Like, <laughs> basically, he had so many people come into the game last night that all the other Kings players, except Guy Labissiere, because obviously he's got family here too. Uh, all the other Kings players gave Zach their tickets, and so he's down there like stuffing envelopes for Will Call and writing names on envelopes. It was like he was sending this Christmas card. Um, <laughs> so that was just—it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, he was in good spirits. It was—it was, it was kind of like a reunion guy. You, 
been around for years and talked to, you know, I didn't talk to him as much as some other guys did, but uh, Zach was always a good interview. And, um, you know, yeah, it was like, it was like a family reunion. It was like seeing an old friend. Um, and that, I think that, that vibe that, that we had in the locker room definitely carried over onto the court and, and into the crowd. All right. We're talking with Kevin Lipe about Zebo's return last night. So Zebo, uh, you talked to him before the game, he gets introduced, uh, and I'm assuming it was a very noticeable ovation. Yeah, they introduced him last of the of the King starters, and, and it was loud then, but it was nothing like what came after the video. And okay, so that so that was yeah, and because some people you're late arrivals, you know, they're having to deal with all this ice on the road too. So you might have missed the 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 Zebo intro, and that's why they do uh, the tribute videos usually around the same time. That's usually the most important time out of the entire. <laughs> Uh, or a quarter break of the entire game. Well, halftime gets so much attention of who's playing halftime or whatever, but yeah, something's always going to happen at every Grizzlies game at the end of that first quarter that will be interesting because they know they've got more eyes than they do any other time. So, uh, of course, that is when the tribute video played for Zach Randolph, and we do have the audio of that. So let's listen in to uh, the clips that they chose. Try to see if we can recreate some uh, goosebumps this morning. city and this team that has allowed you to thrive. I love this city, man. They love me back. And it's a blue-collar town. I'm a blue-collar player, a hard worker, and it's, and it's the same way with the town. You know, ain't nothing been given easy to me. It ain't nothing given easy to this town, so it's, it's a fit. I'm working hard. You working hard. And that's all we can do. And praise God. I can't believe you're here. <laughs> Going to kindergarten? You ready for school? Happy holidays. Yes, ma'am. This was just a miracle. It's restored my faith. He's one of the founding fathers, I think, of uh, who we are as a franchise. His face expression, that will really get us going. Like the way he'll look at somebody like they look, like they ain't got no fight in them. Just the way he played the game. I don't even know what happened. I was he, I was going down, and he was pulling me down. I just tried to brace myself, so I really don't know. <laughs> the fans love number 50. The city has embraced me like I've never been embraced before anywhere else. place has adopted me and you know I'm a myth in all right I got I've got I've got chills again <laughs> listening I watched it I think I've watched it a couple times already uh it had to be all, yeah it's a great great video uh and what what you can't see on the radio is that uh, the audio clip of when he when he said uh, I don't know what happened I he started falling and he pulled me down and I braced myself. The clip that was showing them was from the 2013 Clippers series when uh, Blake Griffin pulled Zach Randolph to the floor and then Zach Randolph choked him. <laughs> the, <laughs> and put that in the tribute video. Right, the choke slam, which is such a Memphis <laughs> Memphis moment uh, so many different ways, from Zebo being involved to the Clippers being involved to a wrestling maneuver pretty much being involved. It was 
uh, one of the best Grizzlies moments that, that that will go down to history, obviously, and they're and they're showcasing it here in this in this video, which had uh, Tony Allen in it, had comments from Mark Gasol, um, had of course the blue collar uh, quote in there. Uh, one of the all one of the all times all time best, and so not only this, so Zippo makes his big return, but uh, it seems like the Grizzlies just cannot lose inside FedEx form when Zippo's playing, right? Because they they won last night. No, I mean, the real truth is the Kings are terrible. I mean, they, this is a team that they they beat by, like, 40 points in Sacramento. Uh, now, granted, that was also, they had the element of, if they won, they got to spend New Year's Eve in L.A., and if they lost, they had to stay in Sacramento. Uh, but even without that acting in their favor, I mean, they played Ben McLemore 20 minutes last night and still won. So, uh, the Kings are not good. The Kings are not good. The Grizzlies now on a winning streak. Uh, to, this, was, this is bizarre. We're in the... I, I we're going to talk about the Memphis Tiger basketball team in a minute. They're on a four-game winning streak, and the Grizzlies are on a three-game winning streak. Like this is something that was not expected to happen uh, when we were talking about basketball around Christmas, right? Like this is yeah. uh, this is well, uh, you know, it actually helps the Tigers to win. I'm not sure it helps the <laughs> to be on this to be on this win streak, but I mean, the Lakers aren't good. The Knicks are the Knicks are. Uh, I think the Knicks are playing like what they really are. They overperformed earlier in the season. Um, and the Kings are terrible. So, you know, I, I said this in my piece today. There's, there's only so bad you can be when the young guys that you're playing are like, you know, they're not great. They're not going to be all-stars, but they're they're basketball players. Uh, Dylan Brooks, Jermichael, uh, well, Jermichael Green. Dylan Brooks, Jarrell Martin, uh, Deontay Davis, Wayne Seldon. These guys are not, they may not be um, all-NBA-level guys someday, but they're all going to be rotation players somewhere. I mean, they're, they're credible NBA players. And, and there's only so bad you can be when those are the young guys you're playing, but there's 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 nights where they're going to be people, and that just that kind of has to be factored into the whole tanking thing. Is they're they're not really they're not that bad. They're not they're not as bad as a Sacramento or a, or the Lakers or the, or the Suns. They're just not. Yeah, that piece uh, life is referencing. You can read at memphisflyer.com. Go to the Beyond the Arc blog on there. I also tweeted it out at Cerrito, and you can f- follow Life at Flyer Grizz blog. That's Grizz with only one Z. Find the link to his story from last night's game. Uh, Zebo's big return. The Grizzlies getting a third straight win, which is not good, but it's still uh, hard for some people to, to to grasp that at this point. Uh, but okay, so let's. I want to flash back a little bit because I have. I was not able to be at the game last night because I have to work. Look, I'm busy entertaining the entire city. I've got Cerrito Entertainment. It's a conglomerate. We've got bingos and trivia's happening everywhere all the time. So I can't go to as many games as I used to be able to. And I, so I also missed the Pelicans game earlier this year. And I know Tony was not um, playing. Was he? He was not there, right? What was the Tony return did not happen. Um, but yeah, it did happen in the preseason. Guys. It happened in the preseason, but it didn't happen in the regular season. But the preseason one. What? No, the, the opening night. They played the Pelicans at home on opening night. Okay, that so that was, was the, the big return. Okay, so that was his. Yeah. Because, but they also had the pre the but then so the return return he did not come back that was the most recent one right yeah yeah most, so they were just here a couple weeks he's ago. out okay yeah, so opening night he was there and he did play and he did yeah, get a we'll tribute go. video and it compared how uh it was good you know it was the same kind of thing Tony was a lot more visibly emotional uh, he was trying he was trying to play and he was obviously very shaken up. Um, you know, but it was it was equally it was equally good. You know, I, I don't think clearly Zach Randolph is is a lot bigger part of their success on the court. I think, um, but but Tony was important, and Tony was, was beloved in, in his own way, and, and 
in that same way, it's always going to be one of these guys that we associate with this era of the Grizzlies, right? I mean, he's he's just as much of a, a part of it, uh, even if his his part wasn't as big. Um, but Zach, you know, Zach is Zach could run for mayor and probably win. Right. Well, Tony, uh, Tony, a, hey, Tony, a different might, level. Tony might be able to too, especially after this week with the city getting shut down because we can't operate uh, when it snows five days prior. Uh, but that's another story. Okay, so, and this seems like that seems like you know you're so long ago. Uh, I know, it feels this, like two years ago that that uh, that game happened. So that's why I, I can't even like remember. Like I forget that they had you know such a strong opening to the season, which is really hurting their chances in the lottery. Right? If they would play like the real Grizzlies at the beginning of the year, then um, we would be fine. Actually. But yeah, so anyway, it just seems like so long ago that we had to. They do- had Mike Conley and Chandler Parsons then, right? It was a That's different, uh, a different thing. That's true, and yeah. But they don't discredit Tony Allen's contribution. He, the grit and grind phrase that we are all tired of hearing was coined by him. Like this is, this was, we would not have that without him. So, oh yeah, I'm not downplaying what he what he did. I mean, he he uh, he clearly was was part of that. He and Dak together kind of set a tone, right? And, and that is noticeably gone. But yeah, I mean, but Tony, but Tony not playing when his team comes to town is very Tony-like. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> right, more so than Zebo. Uh, well, he's, yeah, he's hurt a lot. He's hurt a lot. The last few years, he's hurt a lot. Okay, so the Grizzlies uh, will continue to watch us, of course, and we tur- we turn our attention. Uh, as we the conversation will start talking trade deadline here. Um, on next week's show, uh, but I do want to uh, mention Martin Luther King. What were your thoughts on on Martin Luther King uh, Day uh, this year back on national television? But it ended up that day in the NBA getting overshadowed by uh, backstage confrontations. Yeah, well, that's the problem with that's the problem with trying to uh, honor Dr. King's memory by making it a basketball blowout day like Christmas, right? I mean, there's, it's just the focus is never going to be on on racial equality or, or whatever else, right? It's, it's always going to be about product and about basketball. But um, that's not really anything that the Grizzlies can control. The parts that they can control, I thought the symposium was really good. I thought the, uh, the presentation was really good. They, they had a lot of stuff planned around town. Some of it had to get canceled because of the weather. I know there was going to be like a coach's clinic thing or like a, a youth basketball tournament that had to be canceled because the courts were frozen. Um, but or because the roads were frozen. And uh, I thought the Grizzlies didn't have it was, was good. They always do a, a really good job. And this year, uh, Adam Silver was actually there. He spoke at the commissioner of the NBA. He spoke at the symposium. Um, Michelle Roberts, the head of the Basketball Players Association, was in town also. Um, so it was a big, it was an occasion. You know, I, I think they, the Grizzlies didn't have it was, was very well done, like it always is. Uh, and, and they really do try to keep the focus. In Memphis, they try to keep the focus on what the focus should be. And, yeah, which is, I'm about to ask a question that's not about the focus, what it should be, which is the uniforms. What did you think about the uniforms uh, this year versus last year's uniform? Are they going to get a different Martin Luther King uniform every year now? I hope not. I, I like I like the ones this year better than, better than the black ones from last year, I think. Um, you know, the black ones, I thought they were a little too focused on the, the – the building and the and the assassination, right? I mean, it was like mm-hmm. it was, they were kind of morbid. They had like the wreath on them and the railing from the Lorraine Motel. It's like I get what you're going for. It's just a little weird to put this on a basketball uniform. The uniforms this year are inspired by the signs from the sanitation truck. 
and I think that's that's more appropriate, right? Like those are uh, that's an event in Memphis history. Those times were made by Memphians. Uh, that is an image that is that is famous around the world, and those are those those men in that march. Those that, those were Memphians, right? That's a Memphis thing that happened, and those men are from Memphis, uh, and and it's kind of celebrates them and their courage to to go on strike for that long, um, and, and ultimately they you know they are they uh, Dr. King was here to to fight with them on their behalf, and and those, but without the, the courage of those men to, to go on strike like that, he wouldn't have been here in the first place. Uh, and and I think their story gets lost and overshadowed, you know, maybe rightfully so in some sense. But but what they were doing, what they were fighting for, uh, you know, we don't talk about that part of it enough. Um, there's actually a really good video series being done by I think the Root is doing like an 11 part video series about the sanitation strike. You know, interviewing some of the guys who are still alive uh, and some other people who were involved. And uh, that's that. I think it's important that that story gets told. Uh, and I think I think it's good, Aubrey Grizzlies, to, to shine a light on those men, right? Because they they were the genesis of the whole thing. It's, it's not a it's not a positive thing that Martin Luther King was killed here in Memphis, but it is positive that uh, the things that they were fighting for uh, that he was fighting for with those sanitation workers. So that is a positive thing, and that is worth celebrating. Yeah, that's a good point. And I because I watched the game on television and. Uh, multiple times you, you hear the reference to that when they're describing the uniforms and telling that story and that the, this year's uniforms were able to really tell a story that that you didn't know instead of focusing on the really worst part of Martin Luther King's connection to Memphis. This was more of a positive start. And I couldn't help but also think of it like this week, the same week, of course, of Martin Luther King, the same week I'm getting like notifications that like, you know, about um, – our garbage men in Memphis right now, the sanitation workers today, they're saying like, put your garbage out. They're going to come. They're going to get your, they're going to get your garbage. And I'm just thinking like, you know, the, I'm like, cool. Like these guys are, you know, this, whatever happened, whatever Martin Luther King was able to do, I'm assuming these guys are going to get their overtime. They're going to get paid properly uh, for whatever work they're going to do in whatever conditions. My trash can's been sitting in front of my house for two days uh, because they're out there now and they're going to pick up everybody's garbage eventually. And when I got that email and it had that all connected to me and I was just thinking and reading about, uh, that strike from, uh, from, uh, the late sixties. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that is a hard job, you know, that is mm-hmm. a hard job. And I'm sure whatever we paid it now, it's probably still not enough. Right. But, uh, but if you read about how bad things were for the guys who did that job in the sixties and how badly they were treated and how badly they were treated by the mayor, you know, mayor Logue and the, the city, right? Like, uh, they what what they did was brave, and and they were not treated fairly. They were not treated well, and uh, you know that's that's kind of that's a recurring theme through the history of labor, and also through the history of of, of the South and, and race relations. They were not they were not treated well, uh, and they do they do a hard job that we need them to do. Right. Let me get your yeah. Come I, yeah. I know they're and they're overwhelmed this week. Um, with uh, the the delays that have happened, so uh, shout out to our sanitation workers out there that may be listening right now, uh, picking up picking up some trash on a Saturday as they try to catch up from the ice storm. But the in uh, the I the I have a I am a man. Plas is coming very soon uh, this year to Memphis, and that's going to be a really cool thing that we're looking forward to in 2018 as far as like remembering the king uh, and actually having a, a place to go. Yes, we can go to the to the Civil Rights Museum, right? And but again, that p- focuses, as you said, on like 
the actual assassination, the, the worst part. Also, that the inside the museum is, a, is spectacular, right? You can learn so much yeah. about it. But uh, the plaza will be a way to honor those men and the, and the positive impact that, that King's visit to Memphis had. So that will be fun. Yeah, and right next to the Claiborne Temple, which is where, the, you know, where they start March from. So that's, that's a, you know, it's good to see that they take that building. And they're actually going to do something there that, that commemorates the, the history that happened in that spot. You know, it's such a blighted, uh, basically everything along along Grant, South and Fort Mr. King, you know, it's such a blighted area that, you know, uh, been neglected for so long, and and I, I think it's important to, to recognize the history of that little part of town right there. There's a lot of stuff that's happened there that's lost because the neighborhood is in such bad shape. So it's it's important to to invest there and to remember what everything that's happened there. Right, so that new plaza coming supposed to be done by April in the, in the anniversary of the of uh, the assassination, and uh, it'll be in a, what has become a high profile spot now, right next to FedEx Forum. So uh, that's that's. Uh, going to be a, a nice addition to the city all right light not only writes about the grizzlies you can read his stuff at memphisflyer.com and in the memphis flyer but he also is the digital manager so when he comes on the show every week we like to talk about what's trending in memphis let's do that now trending 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 with life what's trending life what do we got uh not a whole lot but we do have uh, uh there's a guy named zach randolph uh, who came back? No, um, <laughs> Zach Randolph. Yeah, that, we, that is. That's what everybody was tweeting about. Except one other thing, I noticed. That's the real. That's the real turning story. So, what did you notice? That was true. I noticed that that, that uh, Drake was at the game. Yes, I forgot that's what we were going to talk about. I Mu- haven't figured out yet why he was at the game. Music uh, superstar know, Drake. Yeah, but we know he has Memphis connections. His dad is from here, um, and apparently, he had a private party night before last. Uh, here in town, but I'm not sure beyond that anybody really knows why he was here. But yes, Drake sat courtside at the Disney game last night uh, next to the little Zebo kid who's a teenager now. Uh, so he got to hang out with Drake last night, and uh, yeah, it was cool. I think I tweeted <laughs> that he's uh, Drake has been at more Disney games than Robert Para. <laughs> I haven't gotten a phone call from the Grizzlies about that yet, but I'm sure I will. Um, yeah, <laughs> you think so? <laughs> you think they will? I mean, it's it's yeah, a. It might. It's a statistic. He's also is, uh, Timberlake hasn't been to a game this year, has he? No. Uh, Peyton Manning attended a game the other day in Denver, right? Yeah, but you know Timberlake's been in the woods, so. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny leaving the forum last night. I, I cut down Fernando over to Vance, and there's that little kind of abandoned uh, building there on the corner of Fernando <laughs> and Vance. That's um, I think it was used as a location in on the Sun Records show or on the Million Dollar Quartet or whatever it was right. called. They have these, like, JT Man in the Wood posters all over the front of that building now, and I was just thinking, like, Justin Timberlake's never been on this corner. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, so so Drake's in town. That's, uh, nobody knows why, but he's extremely rich and extremely famous, and uh, decided to sit courtside for Grizzlies King last night. Yeah, if anybody knows, CJ, you have any idea why Drake, we know his dad is from here, uh, like you guys put him on, you put his dad on the cover of the flyer a couple of years ago. I think that was before your your tenure. And yeah, um, That's a good story, Tim. yeah, it's a really good story. You can Google that if you want to re, uh, un, really understand the uh, connections that Drake has to Memphis. For some reason, he was partying the other day. Uh, CJ, you did not get invited to Drake's party. Why would I get invited? I don't know. I didn't get invited. Life didn't get invited. I don't know Drake. I think you said that because you're black, CJ. I'm not saying that because he's black. I'm trying to make conversation. <laughs> Did you ask Light why Light wasn't invited? Light's got a kid. 
I've got Pokemon to train. <laughs> you don't think Drake is training Pokemon? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. He might. He seems like the type to roll with a Jigglypuff or a Chansey. I can see him rolling with Pokemon. But that, that was just bizarre. So nobody was able to find out. Nobody talked to Drake last night. We just know he's sat next to the kid, which is also the big story this year. The, the kid who, who is that, that gift, that Grizzlies gift that gets shared of that. Um, he's been on the show while, a while back. He nicknamed himself something, but he goes by Little Country, I think is what uh, Chris Harrington nicknamed. Somebody nicknamed him Little Country. Anyway, the kid. <laughs> yeah, that was Harrington. The kid with the glasses and the Zebo jersey waving his towel is now a regular size man. Yeah, he's on road up. That's something. We might need to get him on the show if I know what is happening with him. But uh, all I right. Zebo actually talked to him last night. So, so special, uh, special hello and shout out to uh, Drake, who I know he's listening. Big fan of Sports Fifty Six and eighty seven seven FM. Uh, close, close friend, friend of the program, Drake. Yeah. All right, Light. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will talk to you next week as we look ahead. This is what's fun. Like the NBA, no matter what, it's a year round uh, sport, and there's always something going on, even if your team isn't making the playoffs. And uh, the trade deadline is what's next on the agenda. So we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we should probably do we should probably do a big trade trade deadline blowout at some point here in the very near future. All right, we're all right. We will. I believe it will be a, a fire sale of a one ninety one bill. Oh, all right. That's a good tease. We will uh, talk to you about that next week. Thanks, Light. Thanks. All right, that is Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. Joins us every week for some Kevin Sanity. Again, follow him at Flyer Grizzblog. That is Grizz with only one Z. Still to come on the show, we're going to find out why Nashville sucks from Greg Akers. And we're going to talk to Jessica Benson next. She is from Local 24. What is going on with your Memphis Tiger basketball team? They're on a winning streak. They play again tonight on the road to Tulsa. We'll talk about that more when we come back. You're listening to Street Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 86 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and treat specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right pickle scissors, and spend quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com.